remarkable. Uh, everybody that's listening to my to this podcast today, uh, please give him a follow and keep listening to him. You know, good, he's, good, uh, good. he's really trying to change. Thanks, the, Kevin. The African narrative. Uh, you know, our stories got a. The, the African story is the, is not what people think it is. So let let it, let let us tell you what it's really like. You know, to, yeah. to be African and you know trying to be successful. You are listening to Ask the Pros, a podcast that inspires individuals to change the way they think in order to pursue their passion and make a meaningful career. My name is Kesena Eronife, a project planner, and I will be sitting with professionals and entrepreneurs to discuss their processes, lessons learned, and how to make an impact. guys welcome to another episode of ask the pros um the platform where we uh, motivate inspire our listeners um we tend to bring professionals entrepreneurs you know or anybody that's doing good and who wants to make a difference you know we bring them on the show and um they tell their story we want to put our story out there so people will know you know we're doing good we're doing we're, we're doing great things you know we are, we we're great achievers you know and on this show i've got someone here who's background is is in medicine he's done medical engineering you know and he, he's also got got a phd too so this young guy is he's done good for himself you know and and without without saying much you know kevin Bahon wilson welcome to ask the pros yes uh, thank you very much uh, thank you for welcoming me uh, i'm really glad to be invited today yeah, that's good. So, um, Kevin, as, as you know, you know, we we all got we all got a story to tell, you know. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, and I know I know your story. It's, it's gonna be a great story because um, and knowing how you've um you've come from days of your school up to your PhD, you know, and I know there there will probably be some struggle oh, along the sure, way. For sure. For you sure. know, so um, those are part of the story you want to tell us in in a way also motivating us and. And um, inspiring us to say, you know, it's it's been hard, but you know, I I did it. Boy did good, you know. So um, thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm really glad to be here, uh, and I'm glad you know to be able to share my story. And I hope that that would inspire a few people. Yeah, good, 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 Kevin. And and another thing about Kevin again, you know, that, that I failed to mention was um, Kevin uh, started a movement uh, which is um, Afro Ballers. So basically, you know, um, um, Kevin is just trying to promote. Um, Africans are playing basketball around the world, which is a very good thing, you know, trying to promote us, you know, trying to, you know, same like what I'm doing, you know, trying to tell the world, you know, we're doing good, you know, we're balling, we, 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 we're, we're excelling in our different careers, you know, and Kevin is going to tell us more about that, you know, so Kevin, uh, the ball is on your court now, yeah. you know, what's your story, Kevin, tell us. Yeah, so I was born and raised in France, uh, I grew up uh, next to uh, Switzerland, uh, next to Geneva, actually, I grew okay. up in a neighbor uh, in a city called Fanny Voltaire, okay, slash Ornay. Um, so as you can hear from my accent, uh, I can uh, you can speak French, I can speak French, yeah, good, good. So, um, yeah, so I grew up there to my A levels, uh, which is the baccalaureate for the French people. Uh, and then after that, I moved to England, I went to uh, University of Bradford. So at that time, I was 19, I mean, just turned 19, okay, and uh, yeah, I studied uh, medical engineering. Um, for three years, and uh, once I graduated, you know, um, I wanted to move, I wanted to study uh, nanotechnology or something related to nanotech, so uh, I was meant to start my master's uh, in University of Leeds, 
uh, I got accepted for MSc in nano engineering. And uh, um, when I started it, um, I mean, before I started actually, uh, I found a poster. I'm mean, actually my father found a poster of uh, of a professor that was in my university doing oil and gas. Okay. And my father is in the oil and gas sector, and you know, he was really insisting on me trying the oil and gas sector and things. Okay. So I was like, you know what? Like masters in the UK is only one year. Um, I can ask this lady to be my supervisor as well for my um for my uh, P- uh for my masters. Okay. Okay. And uh, this uh. This email, this email that I sent to that woman, to this lady, over the summer turned out to be uh, a PhD offer at the end. So wow, that's yeah, great. So uh, instead of just uh, going to 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 Leeds to do my masters, um, within a month I found myself doing PhD. Doing a PhD. Okay. So the PhD was uh, in the nanotech in the oil and gas sector. Okay. Um, it was about um, developing a method to uh, NSO productions. Okay. So, um, yeah, the project has been really, really successful. And, uh, yeah, now I finished, so I'm a doctor. And uh, so, yeah, the, like I was saying, it's been successful. And now I've been uh, proposed to um, continue this project for the university okay. as a postdoctoral researcher. Okay. So now we're working towards um, commercializing the, uh, the, the product, the, my re- the, the research, okay. into a real-life application. Okay, so um, you transitioned from your first degree from doing your PhD. Were there any difficulties? What, oh, what, yeah, what, 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 what yeah, would you yeah. say were the difficulties that, um, you, that you faced? Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the, the transition from mechan- uh, mechanical engineering to PhD was really tough. Uh, firstly, because when you do um, a bachelor degree, you know they give you the work that you have to do yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So they give you, they say they want this for this day, they want this for this day. So uh, that's easy, like you're guided but when you do PhD you're a very you're an independent researcher uh, so you have to do the research yourself and that was tough at the beginning especially from uh, coming from a bachelor okay. so um, I had to you know come up with a rig I mean I had to design the whole thing by myself okay. I had to try it for myself then okay. analyze results by myself then judge for myself by myself if that was good enough and then I had to show that to my professor to show that you know my critical thinking yeah, it's on point. It's on point, exactly. Yeah. So um, all these things, all the things that happened to the, in the PhD, uh, I, I learned how to become independent, do my own research, and you know how to um, validate things. Okay. On a uh, high level, because obviously, like I was mentioning, the PhD was for uh, uh, was for oil and gas firm, uh, one of one of the biggest firms in the world. Okay. Uh, so obviously, like the work had to be spot on good yeah you gotta be on point on yeah, that you gotta be on point on that so um you know i think uh the, the phd comprising to the bachelor uh taught me to be uh always i mean trying always to trying to aim for the state of the art mm-hmm. always to be top notch you know that's um that's what the phd taught me in life the bachelor taught me more I mean, I know bachelor is different, man. He's really, I, I've learned a lot more from the PhD that I've learned from my bachelor. Yeah, because with the PhD, it deals with a lot of research, doesn't it? Exactly. You do a lot of research, you do a lot of reading. And the thing is that sometimes when you be in an area that you're researching, you be the only person in that area. Or there be maybe like three or four or five people in that area that specialize in what you're, what you're doing. So, um, yeah, you have to do a lot of research and you have to... Um, analyze a lot you know repeat what you've done to see if it's really working okay um and then you have to be able to document it as well so people can reproduce and you know potentially also 
validate what you're saying. So uh, research, um, yeah. So research is really something that's really good because it's really teaching you to be a precise uh, person and top of. I mean, always trying to aim for state of the art results. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it, it is because um, I, I guess you, you you have to be thorough because uh, people um that are also doing the PhD behind you they want to reference your work exactly. So yeah. so you need to you need to be thorough and and yeah. know what you're doing exactly. You, know? you got to be very thorough. And uh, the and the thing is that you have to be thorough, precise, and there's no um, the, the work has to be here. You you the work has to be your your work, and you can't lie about your work as well. Yes, um, that's these are important things. So like in terms of integrity, integ- um, the PhD teach you, teach you how to be uh, to have integrity, how to mm-hmm. be uh, to have integrity. Uh, it teach you, it's teaching you precision, okay, focus, yeah, and vision. Because there there be moments where you be struggling, you know, okay. you wouldn't get any results. But mm-hmm. you know, from the results that's not working, there's at least a little something that worked. So you take that little something that worked, and you're trying to push it a little further and further and further, and then you get to some to somewhere. Yeah, but so, but you see, so it's still it's still about yeah, it's still about not 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 giving up. Yeah, you know, yeah. keep pushing. It's my, yeah, but the thing is like it's not yeah. just keep pushing. It's also you gotta keep pushing and analyze. You know, yeah, analyze yeah. and strike again. You yeah. gotta sit. Sometimes you gotta sit back, sit back, and attack. Recalculate. Yeah, recalculate. You know, it then yeah. attack stronger. So, okay. that, yeah, that, that's what the, the PhD. Do. I mean, I think another thing, another way of maybe saying what I've done is like the PhD was like a mini business project, right? I, I had three years to go from an idea to something real, to potentially, you know, bring it to the market. So like, p- people are paying you for three years to develop it and make it. Market ready. I mean, almost market ready. So you, you gotta take it as a, a like you know, it's your own baby. It's your own startup. It's like you by yourself, but it's like a startup, and you baby's idea up until it becomes you know, until it grows up to something real. Yeah, just just like baby something steps. Big. Yeah, yeah, baby steps. Yeah. Yeah, good. So how how long did the whole PhD thing take you? Um, so three years to do the research, and then um, it took me about six months to write the whole thesis. Wow, but then um, you know, uh, I moved back to France, and uh, it was a bit slow. <laughs> you moved, <laughs> you moved back to your roots. <laughs> I moved back to, where, to to mommy's house, you know, to, to mommy's house. <laughs> I moved back to mommy's house, you know. Uh, yeah, moved back, and uh, I, from there, you know, it was a bit uh, slower to uh, finish. I would say, because I would send my work to the UK, and obviously, I'm not there to get the corrections from the professors, and it was just, just complicated things. So it took me. At the end, I would, it, it took me a year to submit it, but it, it took me six months to write it. Okay. Yeah. So that's how it was. Okay. Good. So, um, in between your your um your bachelor's and your PhD, did you did you engage in any work work activity like working for a company and? Uh, not working for a company like I, like I was mentioning. I I work for a big oil and gas firm. So we had weekly. I mean, we are calls every two two weeks to one month. Okay. To date on the work, um, you know, um, uh, because these are big, 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 big oil and gas firms, you know, you, you the, the pressure is on. I mean, the pressure, it's not the pressure that the pressure is not on, but you're always striving for greatness. You know, whatever you're achieving, you're striving for greatness because uh, your name is associated to these companies. Okay. They, they see you, they see, they talk to you every week, every two weeks. So you got to make sure that you're precise and, uh, 
and always on top of your game. And um, so, yeah, I would say that, yeah, like, that's what, that's, that, that, that I met, I, I was meeting those companies every two weeks, but it was really a lot of pressure all throughout the PhD because you never wanted to disappoint them and you always want to have your name associated to um, greatness. I would say, or striving to have your name associated to greatness because whenever they go to a conference or they go meet other people, when they talk about you, you know, um, they would say good things about you. So that, this is, the move, that's, that's the only work I kind of got involved in, uh, I would say. And uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, good, good, good. So how how did the, the Kevin that he's, uh, he's into medical research and all that and um, done his PhD, how, what, what was the link with basketball? Because I, well, I want to know your, your link with basketball. Oh, so basketball, basketball, man, it's a long story, man. Uh, so like basketball, um, I've been playing from age, from age eleven to age seventeen. I would say, yeah, uh, I played for six years, and I studied in Switzerland. Played in uh, Geneva okay. uh, for a club called Mera. Uh, I was playing with, uh, I played with the NBA player called Clint Capella. I mean, he was younger than me, but you know, we played a few times together. Okay. And um, yeah, so um, from then, you know, I always loved basketball. Uh, I was always, I'm always reading news about basketball and uh, when I stopped basketball, I was always going, every day I go on websites and read about basketball news and I'm aware of everything that goes on with basketball. I watch basketball shows uh, for hours if, if, if I'm bored, you know, that's, I, I, I don't know, man, I just love basketball to, to a great extent, you know, it's like. It's so, so was that, was that what gave you your inspiration to. To, to come up with the idea of Afro Bowlers? Uh, Afro Bowlers. Um, no, I mean, Afro Bowlers came... Uh, Afro Bowlers was... Um, I would say the idea really started uh, throughout my PhD. Especially the, the year I was writing about my thesis. You know, you'd be watching basketball. You know, when you're writing, sometimes you, you're bored. You'd be just putting on the highlights on YouTube or you'd be watching a game with working overnight. Or, and... Um, yeah, then you'd be seeing Yanis... You be seeing Embiid, and you're just thinking, man, yo, those African dudes are killing it. <laughs> killing it, yeah? They're killing it in the NBA. And I'm like, wow, like, but how come there's no media, African media trying to, you know, okay, uh, okay. emphasize all this? Okay. Like, I see a lot of pages online now, Instagram, where, you know, they, on the whole African culture is being really emphasized, it's going global, they have million and million of followers. Okay. I'm thinking this could be the same. I mean, the NBA is is a league that's um, producing seven point one billion dollars. I mean, that's what they produced in two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. Wow! In revenue, uh, and I'm and I'm like, I mean, this, from this, from basketball, you can create so many opportunities. Yes. Only and this industry is big. It's got a big fan base, and I'm sure there's a lot of fans in Africa. I guess it's a billion dollar industry, isn't it? Oh, NBA is it's a billion dollar industry, and uh, I, I was checking out the list last time and uh, of basketball teams, and I think teams that are really really low, uh, they still make at least one to two million a year. So um, you know that's uh, basketball is something that you know could benefit Africa okay. you know the commercialization commercialization sport 
is important. You got to be able to uh, take opportunity from that. So I sort of had those ideas when I started the page. It wasn't clear. But um, first of all, the, what, I, what I wanted to do from the beginning was to to highlight African ball players to the world. The Embiid, the Yanis, the Danish Waters. These are guys that, you know, making a name for themselves in the league. And uh, these are stories that we African decent guys hear. So yeah. that, that's how I started. But then uh, as a kid, um, I've been going to Africa a lot. Every okay. summer, every two, every other year, I would go to oh, Africa. Where, where in Africa you go to? So um, I'm from Benin, uh, Togo. I'm be- yeah, I'm Togo, Togolese Beninese. Yes, and uh, I also got some Ghanaian roots. Okay, uh, my father lives in Ghana. Okay, so when I would go to Africa, I, I would I would go to. I mean, if you look at the map, they all next to each other. So yes. most of the time, I would start in Benin, then we drive to Togo, and then I would end up in Ghana because that's where my dad lives. So um. When every comes, I've been going there for years. I, I see the evolution, and I see what's happening. And I'm telling you now, the Africa's business revolution is going to happen soon. Um, Ghana, the ways, uh, um, the, the ways, in, the ways going right now. Uh, I mean, it's already one of the top nations in Africa at the moment uh, in terms of economics. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, like uh, it's only now they 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 create they trying to invest in other things than just uh, uh, just the typical oil and gas. You know, they they going into um, fintech, they're going into uh, how um, real estate development, uh, they're going into um, uh, agriculture, um, and sports is there's almost nothing about it, and that's an industry that's completely dead, but an industry that could bring a lot of money for Africa, that could literally re- revolutionize what we're doing and uh when you actually look at africa at the moment they we like uh, when you get uh, there's a few countries you know they, they be number one producers of cocoa yeah or rice but they're not fully benefiting from what they're producing as well because you know the the big european firms or american firms are you know taking advantage of yes most of it so we gotta be able to produce the thing about Africa. This so we have we are so blessed in uh, what in what we have there in um, in terms of um, uh, in terms of um, mineral resources, mineral resources, and, and even raw materials and raw materials, talents. Yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah, talent. We got yeah, raw talents in Africa. Got talents. Sudan has blessed in all type of ways, and uh, we gotta take all the approaches that that we can take. And like the, I think sports is one that you know that could really be a game changer. Yeah, we 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 gotta take that opportunity because, um, like what you're doing, Afroballers, and what I'm doing, Ask the Pros, it's all like like what you're saying, showcasing Africa and telling telling our stories because they they tend to not like people tend to not just tell our stories and like anything anything good could come from Africa or you know if we if we showcase that mm. touch like that and say you know. We've got talents. We've got, you know, raw materials. We've got things in Africa that you know. So it's it's just telling people about us, really, and yeah, trying yeah. to just. I mean, yeah, Afrobos is about talking about us, but it's also way about awakening people about the what's what's happening there. That there are opportunities, and um, like you, you, you must know that the NBA is going to launch a league in Africa in yeah. 2020. Yes. Um, and just from this, you know. A lot of opportunities can can arise. Yeah, because there will, there will be there will be the academy 
academy is going to be there. You know, yeah. they'll try and tap young talents because it happens in football, uh-huh. yeah, but I don't think it happens in basketball in Africa yet. Yeah, but, but but with football, I know a lot of scouts go to Africa to, to tap talents and yeah, get yeah, talents yeah, and bring yeah, them yeah, overseas. Yeah. The, thing, the thing is that all the scouting thing is good for European teams, but we got to think about Africa, you know? You have to start th- thinking about grassroots development as well yeah, for, for, for the kids uh, to develop our own talents and, you know, that, that, that's that's what we have to think about as well. Uh, it's, we don't want to only export. We got to be able to have African talent produced raised bread in Africa that go to the NBA and do it. So that's what I think, I mean, that's what I believe the NBA is trying to do now as well. They, they've done NBA Academy. So they take um, young kids uh, that I think they'd be about 14 to 15 up to 18. Okay. And uh, some of them, they will go to college in America afterwards. But those talents up to age 18, you know, they've been uh, training in Africa and I think now it's, the league is still new, so it's only now they're starting to have players going to uh, going overseas. But uh, hopefully, you know those players also have a great impact in the way in the in the, in the NCAA, which is the college basketball, which is university. Okay. And then uh, hopefully a few of them, you know, go to the NBA, if not all of them, go to the NBA and have an impact. And then that would be, I mean, the story would be great. African talent, born, raised, bred, trained in yeah. Africa. Yes. Compete in Amer- in uh, in America, in Europe and America, yeah, yeah, Europe and America, and killing it there. You know that that's a whole different story. You know because um, people like Embiid, even though they are African, born and raised, at age sixteen, you know they went to a top academy in America and they trained him hard, and you know he got there. So he still got some a bit of American training, but someone uh, players that could you know potentially go to the NBA and they actually learn the game from like properly in Africa then you know that's that would be a different story yeah so. that's 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 a good initiative but I, if I could remember there's a there was this um a Nigerian basketballer Akim Olajuwon uh-huh. I, I think do you, yeah, do you know yeah, Akim Olajuwon yeah. I think the, the likes of Akim I think when they were playing playing basketball over in America mm. I think they didn't they didn't see this vision bigger yeah. player mm. he, he would probably um probably put a put a movement mm. you know for NBA to kind of like go to Africa and scout yeah. these guys, you know. About, I'm, I know I'm talking way back, you know, way back. Yeah, Akim yeah, was yeah, way yeah, back, yeah, but nineties, you know, nineties, yeah. Two time MVP. Yeah, uh, yeah. Akim, Akim. Um, the thing about the nineties is that it's not like now. Uh, now we got social media, so the black the black stories are changing. You know. Yes. People back then used to see Africa as land full of poverty and people dying of famine and everything. But now we got our own media. You now you see that Africa is popping. You got Afrobeat that's showing that we are cool people, that we have yeah, a whole culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you, know? you see like the likes of, likes of Nigerian Nigerian music, you know, popping uh, and doing mad videos and yeah. South Africans killing it. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, even yeah, yeah. Togolese and, yeah, you know, killing fight, it, yeah, you know, and fight, even the footballers, like, I think uh, Imale Adebayo is Togolese, isn't it? Yeah, yes. You know, so we, we've, we've, got, we've got talent in Africa no, killing we it. Got, we've got talent in music. I mean, in everything <laughs> entertainment, we got it, man. Yeah, we got it, we got we it. We got it, period, you know. <laughs> uh, that, that's our thing. So, you know, but the thing is that um, now this, it's a, lot of, uh, a lot more is coming from Africa and people are actually proud of being African. Yes. And that's what matters now. It's like, you got to be proud of who you are and where you're coming from. You know, the, 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 the these, was, these were the stories that, that really matter uh, and that we should all 
emphasize more in number. I mean, it's in our day and age, man. We got social media, so that's really playing a big yes, part. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so man. that's 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 the same thing I'm I'm doing doing with my podcast, you know. So yeah. showcasing Africa, you know, and trying to put us out there on the map, you know, because with yeah. social media now, mm. it, things can easily travel, like travel, Trend, go viral, you know, yeah. go viral, you know, exactly. and try and just you know um, help each other out, try and put each other out there, and try and help help. Like a lot, like a, a brother, you know, help each other like a brother, mm. you know, be there for your brother, be there for your sisters, and put them put them out and try and make something out of nothing. You understand? So, mm. so with with this whole Afroballer movement, you know, what do you want to achieve with Afroballers? Ah oh, man, I want to achieve a lot, brother. Uh, I can't tell everything on, on on camera, you know. Yeah, yeah, but but just 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 a few summary, you know, yeah, what you want to no, achieve. Of all, um, I, I I want to take this beyond Instagram first of all. Good. Um, then secondly, I wanna I wanna start building a few partnerships with uh, you know few few big brands. Okay. Uh, I think at the moment there's uh, uh, there's not many people doing what I'm doing. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, there's something unique about the movement that you know that could really change the way African basketball is going to be viewed by the world. Take the opportunity to. Um, to really display African talents to the world and show that, you know, we got talents and change the African stories. And um, also, like, one thing I wanted to do as well was uh, with Afro Bullets is that I, I, wanted to, I, wanted to make a me- I wanted to make a media that's um, clean and clear. Because when people think about um, African people, they always think about messiness and uh, laziness and stuff, those type of things. But when I started Afro Bullets, I wanted to really change the way people see Africa so that's sort of where I wanna, uh, what I wanna do with the page. But like, yeah. So like I was saying, partnerships, um, and uh, yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully get get a few few big things. Good, 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 good. And and I I see because I'm I I go on Afro Ballers on Instagram and I see I, I see your followers are increasing. You yeah, you're you. putting nice nice videos out there. You yeah, know, yeah, always yeah. on point. You know. Thank you. We you try, know, man. We try, bro. <laughs> Trying, you know, you know, I see, I see you killing it, you're killing it, you're getting the recognition, you know, every, you know, people are going on your page and the page is growing, you know, which, yeah, which is, yeah, which, which, which is a true, yeah. which is a good story, true story, good, good, it's good, yeah. you know, Absolutely. so what, what would you say to a kid yet yeah, that probably back in Africa does, does, um, kind of like Kevin speaking, yeah. you know, on your achievements, being your, your your bachelor's degree, your PhD, now yeah. starting this movement mm. of Afro ballers. Yeah. You know, what would you say to, say to that kid that wants to wants wants to draw inspiration for what you from what you're doing or what you're saying? What would you say to, to, to the to kid? Inspiration. Uh, whatever you whatever you're doing, uh, have fun with it. You know, have fun with it. And enjoy yourself. And um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, we always think that uh, to be free is uh, to do whatever you want. But um, what I say, what, what I call freedom is when you're dedicated to what you actually like and do the sacrifices to believe in of what you want to live from. So the, this is what I call the wheel of freedom. So if I see a kid now today and I tell him, man, keep working and you know work towards achieving your dreams. And trust me, no matter what it is, you'll be able to make a living out of it. That that's why that's why I tell the kid. Good, good. Well said. Well said, Kevin. Well said. What is your what is your next year goal for 
Afrobola and for Kevin as uh, first of all, I really, as an entrepreneur. Yeah, as an entrepreneur. Like uh, I'm looking to. By the time the the BAL launch, the Basketball Africa League uh, is going to launch. You know, I'm I'm hoping to be an official partner of that league. Good. Um, and I'm also looking to uh, have uh, some partnerships with the NBA. If uh, well, God's willing, you know, you never know. Uh, we see how it goes. I'd like to make Afro Bulls the main thing in my life. Um, and um, I'm also in terms of uh, in my professional life as well. Uh, I'm also facing some nice challenge nice challenges like I was saying you know there's a potentially a potential of commercializing um, my PhD idea and that's I mean that's great guys you know uh, this is something that, that that was pretty much a concept and idea that you know it's been uh, that you know that was really that's been worked on for three years okay and now big oil and gas firms are willing to try it so on the field um, and when I say big firms, you know, the, the, uh, these are really the biggest names you can hear in the oil and gas sector. And, um, yeah, so, you know, if I can also potentially commercialize what I've developed or at least try it on the field. So hope, 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 hope when that, that goes big for you, you won't, you won't, you won't forget about Afro Bullers. But Afro Bullers, I mean, Afro Bullers, you know, um, I'm African, you know. Yeah. I love basketball. Uh, it's something that you know that's yeah, it's in you it's in me uh, basketball is in me I've been I watch basketball I mean before I, before football is I was watching basketball every day uh, after, like you know it just it feels natural to me um, I, I love science and engineering but trust me they don't if Afro football is become my, the main thing in my life they can they can always find a researcher to you know push it further like, like I said you document everything if somebody takes what I've written you can just take it it's like a cookbook. You can just literally try it and continue what I'm doing. But Afro Bullers really feels unique to me. Uh, and uh, if I can make a living out of it, you know, um, I, I'd do it without without even thinking. That'd just be natural. Yeah. I guess, I guess um, you're, for me, you're on the right path. You know, um, um, for, from what I've seen so far, you know, you're... I, I, I guess you're you're meeting your goals and you're definitely get gonna get a living from it because you know all you all you need to do is just stick around, keep pushing, keep trying and keep trying new things and keep keep evolving with the with the technology. Yeah, I appreciate you know, it. Yeah. You know, because things 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 change. Things yeah, you change. You gotta be aware of what's going on. Yes, things change all the time. You gotta be aware of what's going change on. Change all the time. Like uh for if I could talk talk about myself, like when I started this podcasting, if yeah. you go to my first episode they didn't really sound that great, you know. It's not as if I'm kind of like putting myself down, but mm. what I'm trying to say here is that, you know, when you, when you start something, always mm. try to look for better ways to make that thing better. Mm, exactly. You know, there, there's always something new out there. There's strive always something. greatness, man. Yes, 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 yes. greatness, man. That's the motto of life. Yes. So, you know, as, as, as time goes by, you know, my... Uh, recording is getting better. That's videos good, is getting better. That's all blessed, You bro. know, editing is getting better. So it's just, just that. So as as long as you're on that part, you know, Kevin, I'm, I, you know, I'm just. It's not as if I'm, I'm God or anything, but I know, I know, I know, it's gonna get there. You uh, know, you're gonna get to your goals definitely, hundred percent. I hope so. Thank you very much. <laughs> Same for you, brother. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing is really remarkable. Uh, everybody that's listening to my to this podcast today, uh, please give him a follow and listening to him you know good, he's, good, uh, he's really trying to change thanks uh, kevin the african narrative uh you know our stories gotta the, the african stories is not what people think it is so let, let it let let us tell 
you what it's really like, you know, to, yeah. to be African and, you know, trying to be successful uh, in uh, in this world. Yeah, tell, tell our story the best way we can, you know, and um, try and um, paint a different narrative, yeah, you know, yeah. to, what, to what people are already used to. Exactly. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, like being African or just black in general, there's a lot of people that that would be thinking things they, they wouldn't even say nothing, but you just <laughs> yeah because uh, because already there's always CEOs like media, like man. like one um, frosters like frosters they say oh Africans are especially like Nigerians are frosters you know is is way corrupt you know but there's corruption everywhere yeah, you know corruption everywhere. so it's it's just for us me and you like I know there are others out there yeah. that would um, hopefully they will listen to this podcast and and. Um, you know, team up and try and paint a different story, you know, mm. and try and tell a different story, mm. you know, because I know we, we, we got a good story, you know, got a good story from Africa. Yeah, yeah. No, you, know, and we, you know, we, I mean, uh, we, we, are, we, we are like at the moment, what we've done is, is nothing, but there's some people, you know, like, uh, that, that's been, that have done great things for Africa. Yes. And, uh, that really changed the African narrative. Yes. We, we are only on the f- baby steps, only taking the first steps. There's a lot of people that we can that we are lo- looking up to that are really setting the standard high standard high for us. Yes, and you know that you open to you know eventually meet and be taking the inspiration straight away from them. Yeah, hope, hope hopefully I meet I meet them one day and I'm, I'll take it from there. Uh, yeah, for you, man. I hope you you know I hope that one day you get uh, you get Barack, bro. Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. Say man to that, bro. Podcast, bro. <laughs> Barack Obama on the podcast. Yeah, Ask yeah. the pros. Yeah, good, good, yeah, good, yeah, good, that, good. That, 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 that's gonna happen, bro. That's gonna happen. Just keep working, stay at it, you know, and uh, everything will work out. Yeah, um, Kevin, it's been it's been nice talking to you, you know, and uh, and and I know and I know it's you you're a very busy guy, you know, and I really appreciate, you know, grateful that you gave me your time to, to uh, come to come you. speak to you, interview oh, you on on this, and and you've and you've told us about a bit of your career and all that, and and your your little baby, uh, Afro Ballers, yeah, right, you know, baby, as yeah. as an entrepreneur. You yeah. know, and which is which is good, you know, and I and I hope all that goes well for you in future. I appreciate it. You know, much good. Appreciate it. Good, thank Kevin. You, thank you very much for inviting me to your podcast. Uh, I'm really honored, uh, and I'm really thankful. So you know, all the best to you as well. Thanks. And uh, yeah, too many more successes, brother. Good, 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 Kevin. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And um, for those of you that want to follow us on on on, on Instagram, it's Ask the Pros. And um, if you have a question. You want to ask Kevin? You can you can drop me drop me a DM or you can drop me an email. It's uh, askthepros at gmail You know, and we're also on Facebook, Ask the Pros. Yeah, uh, guys, it's Afro Bullers on Instagram, Afro Bullers on Twitter. Uh, that's where you're mostly active for now. But um, very soon, you know, we're looking to spread the website. You know, but it's uh, it's in the works. It's in the works. But yeah, follow us on Instagram for now. So guys, go follow Afro Bullers. I bet you, man. I I don't I don't get off that page every day. I just go on the page and and see was see the latest videos. His videos are, are they are the baddest, you know. Trust me thank on you. that, you know. Uh, go Afro Ballers. Uh, thank you very much. No worries, Kevin. Thanks. Uh, Bye. Thank you.